It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Hey there, welcome to The Undercurrent. I'm Tara Sloan. I hope you're doing well this festive December. This episode has a, a little bit of a different focus. We're going to veer away from hockey. We're veering towards soccer, women's soccer to be specific. That's because in the spring it was announced that the National Women's Soccer League had awarded an expansion team to the Bay Area. This is exciting news. Bay FC was born that day. Co-founded by four U.S. women's national team legends, Brandi Chastain, Ali Wagner, Daniel Slayton, and Leslie Osborne, Bay FC is set to begin play this March at PayPal Park in San Jose, so they're just a few months away. So I really wanted to welcome our new neighbors to the area. So this is my conversation with one of the founders, former national team member, Olympic silver medalist, broadcaster. She's done everything. Now she's the SVP Strategic Projects and Head of Foundation with Bay FC, Danielle Slayton. Enjoy. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me. You know, when I reached out, I didn't exactly realize what was happening specifically this week and how close Bay FC is to, to getting started. So thank you so much. This is incredible. Happy to be here. You're right. It is a, a big week, but I also think too, like the hits are just going to keep coming. So we're running with our hair on fire now and I don't expect it to stop anytime soon. Either. Right. You are not about to get less busy, um, but expansion draft, actually, we're talking on Thursday, happens tomorrow on Friday. So I want to get to that and, and what that entails and what it means. But um, right now, let's let's literally start at the beginning with the inception, the the idea, the seed for Bay FC. How did this happen? Oh, I mean, it happened three years ago in the middle of the pandemic when I feel like probably a lot of people got crazy ideas because they mm. were sitting around at home. Uh, and the announcement from Angel City, I think it was May 2020, June 2020, came out. And um, Leslie Osborne, I have to give her credit because she was the the real one to, to take action. But when that announcement came out, um, she was like, wait, what the heck? Like, how did we not know about this? Because a lot of former teammates of ours, women's national team players um, were part of the ownership group alongside some um, Los Angeles celebrities. And so she reached out to one of our former teammates, Julie Foudy, who um, is an owner of Angel City and kind of started sniffing around and trying to figure out what happened. And, and Julie said, hey, there's some other people, uh, uh, in particular, a woman up in the tech world who is interested in starting a team too. You should talk to her. And so myself, uh, Leslie, uh, Brandy and Allie over, you know, a couple of glasses of wine, perhaps. Started <laughs> That's how chatting. the best ideas are born. 
And we said, you know what, if they're doing this down in LA, we should, we should really try this too. And so we started reaching out to folks, this woman in particular, um, who really just helped plant the seed on how we start to fundraise and how we start to put an entity together. Um, like so many, you know, entrepreneurs here in the Bay area do. And, um, obviously there's a ton of momentum right now and things are happening, but like things have been happening for us for three years. Um, Mm -hmm. so to see it finally come to fruition, to see like, a name, a logo, and now players and drafts happening, uh, all all with this idea that that started three years ago is it's almost surreal. Sometimes I can't even believe it. So why is the Bay Area the right place for an NWSL expansion team right now? Oh, I mean, I think there's so many reasons. I mean, you look at the the history of the Bay Area and just the kind of people and ideas that get pumped out of this place, I think mm-hmm. it is special. Um, but you even dive a little deeper and you look at that just from a women's soccer perspective and you see the youth teams, you see the college teams, Stanford, Santa Clara, Cal, um, St. Mary's, USF, that continue to, to have an impact in the game of soccer. You think it's the national team players. Um, well, there's a lot of new national team players on the women's team as uh, as we're shifting here. But, you know, you look at the the last World Cup roster and I think it was 35% of the players had ties to the Bay Area. Um, right. So there's a deep history of women's soccer and women's football here um, in the Bay Area. And we just think with that coupled with the resources, the technology coupled with us as as former players really helping to, to drive this thing and always remember that our players are core and central to everything we do. We really mm-hmm. feel like all of those things combined can be a differentiator for us. Um, and we're competitive as heck and we want to win. So, you know, <laughs> just throw that on top. <laughs> and I mean, you you have such deep Bay Area roots, all of you. Um, you won an NCAA championship here in Santa Clara. So, I mean, it's got to be all that much more meaningful for you know, it's just got so much blood running through it for you. Yeah. I mean, this place is my home and um, actually not like not a ton of people can say that it seems like mm-hmm. from the Bay Area because so many people have transplanted here. But I was born here. I was raised here. I grew up in an apricot orchard, um, like right off off an apricot orchard in East San Jose, not too many miles from downtown. So um, this place is in my blood. Um, and to be able to give back to this place, to to give back to our community, to be a part of it, to contributing towards improving it in, in the ways that we can. Um, yeah, it's a no brainer. And it's something that I feel really, really proud to be a part of. Do you think, because I spoke to Julie Ehrman um, when Angel City was just getting launched and you know, that ownership group is so wild with all these celebs and, and, and players. And is that the new blueprint for NWSL or even to sports team ownership? I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I think that the reality is ownership is, is evolving and changing. Is this the, the direction that it will continue to go? Who knows? But the days when quite frankly, there's just a old rich dude owning mm-hmm. a team might not be the only way to do it. Um, and it's very diplomatic of you not to say white. <laughs> by the way. Um, and and, and I think that's part of, too, like why I, I am so excited to be a part of this organization, not just when you look at the ownership or, or the way things are structured, just but more that like 
We can take the things that have been done well historically, but you know what? We get to write our own script a little bit too. And just because it's been done a certain way previously doesn't mean we have to do it that way going forward. And so to have that blank slate in some ways and to get to be a part of shaping this, um, and hopefully if we do it right, shaping the greater narrative around women's sports uh, feels really powerful. And it's something that we keep our eye focused on, certainly. And it's such an amazing time. Um, Your CEO, Brady Stewart, said, this is the moment for women's soccer. And we know we saw the World Cup, you know, the Olympics. There's just this fervor. Um, The attendance numbers are just skyrocketing all over the world. Europe is gangbusters. Um, So would you agree? Is this the moment? And and I don't think it's just soccer, by the way. I think this is the moment for women's sport. But would you agree? Yeah, it, it, it certainly feels like it. Um, it feels like the cat's out of the bag. Like everyone's like, oh, this women's sports thing, like, <laughs> let's go. But I also feel like there's such a, a road to continue to travel that like this feels like the moment. But I also think that like the moment still could be coming. Like we can still sure. be making progress and climbing up that hill. The reality, though, um, at least in, in my experience, and if you like look historically at things, like it's not a straight line. So yes, this is this is a moment of progress. It feels like there's real momentum. Certainly, there's going to be something that like takes us a step backwards or a reaction, and mm-hmm. then there's going to be something that continues to propel us forward. And we don't know exactly what those things are, but we have to be ready to to ride the wave of change to keep pushing forward, even when it doesn't feel like the wind is always in our sails. Yeah. Um, but right now, it certainly does, and. We got to, what's the cliche? We got to make hay when the sun is shining or whatever it is. (laughs) We got to drive when Uber and Lyft prices are surging. And so that's what we're doing right now. (laughs) Well, you're right. And you do have to be intentional about persevering um, because, yeah, we're, I mean, we're not there. We haven't achieved parity or equity or equality. Um, and you know, as now, you know, somebody in, in broadcast, you know, how how little um, or how small a percentage of broadcast uh, is generally devoted to women's sports. So we we have a long way to go, but uh, it does feel like there's, there's some fire being caught and that people are like, huh, okay. And totally. namely, sponsors are also going, huh, which is incredible. Um, and that pertains to BFC um, and its partnership with Sutter Health, which was, I believe, the biggest in NWSL history. So speak a yeah. little bit about that, if you could. Yeah. I mean, another another big announcement that happened this week, too. So, um, you know, so excited to have Sutter Health as our first uh, founding partner. will be on our jersey, our front of kit. Um, and to me, what what makes me so excited about this partnership in particular is just really our values alignment. And I think that is, that is how we want to build things, right? It's not just sponsors. It's a partner like this Sutter health is in partnership with us Mm -hmm. and we're going to do big things together. Um, And so um, when I look at, you know, who we want to show up and be in the world as Bay FC, you think about community, you think about being player centric um, and really ensuring that our players health, well-being, whole person development is at its core. You, you, you look at Sutter Health and the things they talk about when it talk, they talk about community and compassion and excellence and teamwork. It's like it's there. And so for me, this is seems like a, a no brainer for our first uh, announcement, our first front of kit sponsor, first front of kit partner, I should say. Um, and I'm just I'm ecstatic uh, about taking this step. And, you know, we'll continue to to move forward on the partnership front and hopefully more announcements here to come soon. This really plays into what the mission statement of Bay FC is. And I'm going to read just a little bit of it because it actually really 
hit me because as a um, uh, as a foundation, I think this is incredibly important. Our team will be a uniting force, building a culture of belonging and shared pride. We will be the bridge that unites the Bay's diverse communities through our actions and love of the game. We will inspire and improve the lives of others. Um, you know, if if money meets mouth on this one, it's it's huge. And as a foundational starting place, um, it feels really different than, you know, this is a, obviously everybody wants to make a living and make money, but uh, this feels like the perfect place to start because it, it's about um, just outreach and compassion and love and making lives better. Yeah. I mean, it, it, thank you for saying that because I think we spend a lot of time talking, talking about um, who we want to be and how we're going to make our little corner of the universe better through soccer. Um, and it's not just about soccer, it's about more than that. And so, you know, when you look at even our logo that has like, you know, the B foundation in in part of our um in part of our name, um, we really do want to be that bridge that unites the bay, that brings us together. I think what is so spectacular about um this area is um that we are so diverse, but sometimes when you're diverse, it's hard, right? Because mm-hmm. we come from different backgrounds, and so we have to work to find a way. Way to come together. We really think that BFC can do that, can help be that uniting force. Um, and so that's what we work toward every day. Community is a big part of how we're going to continue to show up, um, how we want to get back to, to the people of the Bay. And, um, and yeah, we hope we can do it a little differently. That's our intention, certainly. So obviously, um, you know, your, your staff and the players, that's, that is going to be, you know, the product that is out into the world. Um, so how many, you have seven signed players currently? I think so. I think so. Right. And so Friday you have an expansion, uh, draft. So I'm not sure, you know, I don't know how it works in soccer for us in hockey. It works a a different way and it's, it's evolving all the time. So what will Friday's expansion draft? What, who, puts into that work, pool. Right? Yeah. How does it work? Yeah. So, um, so there's only two teams that are going to be part of the expansion track, the two new expansion teams, which is Bay FC and also the Utah Royals. Um, so those are the only two teams you'll see tomorrow um, with announcements. Um, there's already been a lot of deals done. So you can trade an expansion draft. Like you can say, Hey, if you give me this, then I won't take a player from you. So there's been a lot of those conversations that have already happened. So there's been a number of teams that we cannot take players from um, in the draft, but there certainly will be some action tomorrow to help continue to make Bay FC the best roster in the NWSL. And then what will follow next month, I think it's January 12th, is the draft that includes everybody in um, in the entire NWSL league. Oftentimes it's called a college draft, but we don't call it a college draft because players can come from outside of college. Sure. We're in the global market and the global game, so things work a little bit differently in that way. Um, And so this draft um, tomorrow, I think, is a very important step, but it'll be smaller just because there's only two teams involved. Right. Okay. So is there anybody, I mean, just in terms of your, all your staff, your coaching staff, executive, um, players that are already signed, who should we be looking out for? Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, 
So I'm going to my like my bias is totally going to come out here because our first player that uh, that we drafted or that we um, that we signed, I should say, on a transfer deal was Alex Loera. She's a former Santa Clara Bronco, just like myself. Um, we got her from Kansas City. And when Santa Clara won its second national championship in 2020, she was the defender of the year. I was a defender, so I had deep love for yes. defenders. Um, and so I'm really excited for her to be able to, to come back to the Bay. Um, she's a defensive center mid. She can also play defensive um, in, in, the, in the back line. So play in the defensive line as a center back. Um, I think she's going to be real anchoring force for mm. us. Um, there's very much a reason she was our first ever signing in club history. Um, and I'm excited to see how she's evolved and grown in the last few years since I've gotten to see her play consistently at Santa Clara um, and welcome her back to Bay FC. Well, obviously, there's a a lot more work to do. I guess the question is, you know, with any um, expansion team, can what it you know, what what is the trajectory? Can this be a fully competitive team out of the gate or do you approach this as, okay? we know we're going to have to build a little bit? I, I mean, I used to play for the U.S. Women's National Team. I want to win everything all of the time, <laughs> full stop from day one. Yeah. So I don't think you get in this thinking like, hey, we're going to ease our way into this. Like any other team, we want to win. We want to make the most money. We want to win the most trophies. We want to do all of the things. Um, we know it's really hard thing to do, especially to do it on the condensed time frame that we're trying to do. But certainly the expectation is we are building a roster that is going to host or um, hoist trophies no question um we are building a business plan and hiring amazing people on our staff to make sure our fans have the best possible experience at any sporting event they've ever had and do all of the things so um is it hard yeah is it feel sometimes like we're constantly having to prioritize just because there's not enough time certainly um but I can promise you our players and our fans are at the core of everything we do. So if it doesn't fall into one of those two buckets in year one, Mm. it tends to fall down the priority list. Um, But the product on the field and making sure that our fans um, have an amazing experience are our two like goals front and center every day. It's what we talk about. Honestly, cannot wait. So PayPal Park is where uh, the team is starting. Any news on a forever home, I guess? No, no news there. Um, PayPal Park is our home for the foreseeable future. Um, Our training facilities will be down um, at San Jose State University. They have uh, partners partnered with us there. Um, So our training will be in San Jose. Um, And yeah, we have big aspirations. I mean, I truly do believe that the Bay Area can be a women's football mecca. Um, Mm -hmm. And as we continue to figure out where our forever home will be, we always keep those values and those core um, those core principles in mind. How much you know when when events like this happen, when teams like this land in a market? Um, I know the the World Cup was here in 1999, I believe. Um, how much does that mean? Like you know, a kid is watching, a young girl sees yeah. this team. Yeah, like how much um, of a difference? I I think I think we're at an incredible time in 
the United States when it comes to soccer, right? Like we're in this five-year period right now where there is so much football coming to our shores. It's amazing. And I think back, so I have a memory of the 94 World Cup and Brazil um, had made their camp in Los Gatos. And that was my first real exposure um, to the global game. Um, And like these Brazilians like took over downtown Los Gatos. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I just thought it was the most amazing thing I had ever experienced and seen. Um, you fast forward five years and you have the Women's World Cup and just the mania that took over the United States and Brandy Chastain does her sports roughing and wins the whole thing. I mean, that was a whole nother moment. Um, but right now we're in a really, really, I think, amazing stretch and that we have the men's world cup coming here in 2026 um the u.s with mexico just put in a bid to host the women's world cup in 27 we've got the olympics um down in la in 28 so i mean there's going to be a lot of soccer on our shores and it's really incumbent uh i think upon us to invest now so that there are these legacy things that can continue long after these major global events come to the united states and so for us we've talked about as being like a moment, as you mentioned, in women's sports, I think there's a moment in the United States for soccer. And so BFC to be a part of that, to invest in our community, to invest alongside the Quakes and the bid committee for the um, FIFA um, 2026 World Cup and all that's going on. It's really important because there are going to be these girls and boys who are going to see BFC games, who are going to go to World Cup games, and they're going to catch the fever just like I did in 1994. And we've got to be ready to welcome them into our family, whether it's on the field, in the stands, as a part of our, our greater soccer community. I love it. I can feel it. It's palpable. It's palpable through our really? screens here. Um, when does the schedule come out? So our schedule probably won't come out until end of January, early February. One of the challenges with the NWSL is that, you know, we're in shared stadiums. And so we often share, um, well, we share our stadium with the earthquakes, but there are other MLS teams that share their stadiums with NFL teams. So it's kind of this trickle down effect where you got to do the NFL schedule, you got to do the major league soccer schedule, and you got to do the NWSL schedule. So it's a little later than we'd like, but stay tuned, like hang on with us as soon as we know we're going to share that with the world and then you'll be able to really see you know what dates you're going to have your butts in seats at paypal (laughs) definitely will have my butt in a seat at paypal um danielle before i I let you go to do all the millions of things that you have to do is there anything else that, that you want the greater public to know at this moment i just um want to thank people for their support so far i mean the outpouring of support has just been phenomenal so far. Um, We are right now, I was actually in the office yesterday and we are right now, if you made a season ticket deposit, those depositors are getting like converted to season tickets. And as soon as that is done before Christmas, tickets, uh, uh, season tickets will go on sale to the general public. So before Christmas, you could get a Christmas gift, go to bayfc.com, get your season tickets and uh, scream as loud as you can this spring when we get there in in the springtime. No question. I'll do do my vocal warm-ups before I uh, hit the home <laughs> opener. Uh, Danielle, thank you for this. And thank you for your commitment to youth sport and to women's sport. Um, this is a, a really, really incredible uh, project. Thanks for hosting me today. And uh, we'll see you at PayPal, Tara. So I want to thank Danielle once again for giving us her time. They are so, so very busy. So I'm very grateful for that. 
And, you know, I say this all the time about the professional women's hockey league that's starting uh, up in January. This is huge. This is massive in this area to see best on best. You're going to see all the players that you cheer for in the Olympics every four years, but you can see them regularly on the pitch at PayPal Park. So this is a big deal that Bay FC is starting. I think they're doing it right. They're doing it with the right intention. So I want to make sure that everybody just um, pays attention to how things go, um, you know, who ends up on the team when the play is starting for the season. So, um, yeah, make sure you keep on top of that, bayfc.com, for all that information, and I'll continue to let everybody know. So thank you for being with us for this edition of The Undercurrent. I will talk to you in a couple of weeks. I think we're going to talk more hockey. Women's hockey, though, again. I don't know. I'm kind of on a mission here. Uh, In the meantime, keep your fins above water.